whether you are watching us online or listening to us on podcasts, we are certainly glad to have you here with us. Uh, we're continually talking about, and I think this will be the last episode on it, on marriage. And I found an article a couple of months ago that talked about if you are moving progressively in age with your partner and have been married for a while, here are 12 things to look at to really make sure your marriage is headed in the right direction and to go deeper. Uh, and so out of that, we're on the last three. What? Uh, so if you've missed the other ones, go back, take a listen yeah. to it and come back and check up on us. Uh, but number 10 is how many interests do you share? What activities do your your partner share in your free time? Or is it mostly tag team child care? <laughs> with one of you cycling on your free day while the other one does something else with their free day. Uh, we are great at constructing reasons to avoid our partner when the relationship feels difficult. But relations will get difficult. They require work, fun, and couple time. Uh, one partner may, might be the social secretary for both. But if the other is passive, I'd ask, has it always been this way or did it become so? Try new things. Plan something you want to do together. How many interests do you share together? Ooh. Mm. You know, it's really cool because you and I have a lot of interests. It's true. Um, but I can remember early on in marriage... Um, there was, there are two subjects that I knew I've, I've, it will be beneficial to me in our marriage if I can start enjoying them. The first was being a big fan of watching baseball. Uh, it was something that you genuinely enjoyed, the Red Sox, the love for that came from your dad and um, him giving you that card as a child. So that was something that was a, a core form of joy for you and says like I've got to learn the game of baseball and I need to learn how to sit here for 10 and a half hours to watch this game and enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> no but that was one of the first things that we really worked on and then the second was coffee yeah. you hope and Ryan loved drinking coffee together I forgot about that I was like if I'm but gonna you didn't like fit it. in I've got to figure this thing out so hope Got me in on like the sugar free lemonade or something at Starbucks. Uh huh. And um, I, and then like the sugar free hazelnut creamer with a touch of coffee. But I eased into it, and now isn't it? It's so a fabric funny? of our relationship. That's like, a great. That's point. a big point of difference. But I knew that was such a big interest of yours yeah. that I really wanted to learn how to fit into that yep. um, and not, not despise it because I didn't like it, but I knew that it, you genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a healthy thing for you to enjoy. So how can I immerse myself into that? Now, I love that. And, you know, with the sports thing, that really has boosted our intimacy yeah. because it excites me when I see this is not just something you tolerate, but yeah. something that you actually learn to enjoy. Like, yes. that's super cool. And then, yeah. like, same thing with the coffee thing. I think even this year when we look at it, well, even going back towards last year, us cooking together yes. um, and cooking, yeah. learning how to cook and that type of thing together. 
Oh, you already knew me learning how to cook. Uh, but that, that was, uh, you know, a booster intimacy yeah. and something that we're fighting for. And as our kids age, we've we've learned to do this on purpose because yeah. of what we talked about last week of like, we've kind of seen our kids getting older and it's like, we need points of connection. And so cooking, yeah. uh, taking walks together mm-hmm. and then um, bicycling together, yes. which it was a fun addition and thankful, that, you know, it's, it's getting warm enough for us to be able to do that. Can you tell everyone about your bicycle incident? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's my dream. Bicycling was my dream. Yeah. And he got a bike So too. last um, <laughs> May, we mm. went on a vacation as a family, and she expressed how much she enjoyed bicycling. Well, I, I haven't bicycled since I was a child, and so I'm like, well, I'll go buy some bicycles. So I came home and just bought some bicycles and thought that that would be a fun activity for us. So I invested in We got good, good bicycles. Well, when she saw, or when our kids saw our bicycles, they're like, we want a bicycle. I'm like, okay. But they wrecked our bicycles, like badly wrecked our bicycles. And like the cost to fix them was about as much as the bicycles themselves. And so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna buy y'all y'all's own bicycle. And so I go into the bicycle shop and I'm like, I need a bike that is like indestructible. Like, you know, show me a bike that is sturdy, good for kids. And so you show me kind of this mountain bike had bigger tires on it that could also go on the road. The frame is very thick and that type of thing, but it's made for off-roading. It's got like shocks that you can lock in place if you're going on the road, but then undo if you're going off-road. And so one day I'm like, I wanna ride that bike. Like, so instead of the kids riding my bike, I'm like, I wanna ride the kids' bikes. Completely different bike than mine. And so I'm going through and like that kind of thing, going through the Is neighborhood. Is that what you look like on a bike? <laughs> Maybe I don't that's know. part of the uh, you know, So anyway, I'm going through the neighborhood <laughs> and I see a trail and I'm like, wow. So they're in the neighborhood. They're like tearing out some parts to build some new homes. And so they created all these hills and like all these types of things that they're kind of clearing out. But there's no trees on it. It's just dirt. I'm like, this is perfect for this bike. And so I'm having a blast, like going up and down these hills and pedaling away. And I got like tractors around me while this is going on. I'm like, but this is my land too, fellas. Like all these kinds of things. And I see this this hill I'm going down uh, and I'm coming down the hill. And what I did not see is there's a boulder stuck in the ground. And my tire uh, hit it. And children, I was not wearing a helmet. My tire hits it. I literally flipped. Like my head went where my feet were. And uh, the bike is fell on top of me. Thankfully, in the air, I rolled like this where it hit my shoulder uh, instead of my head. And I, I literally bit the bike. Like the frame it's still bit. Uh, and that type of thing. And it's one of those moments where like time changed suddenly. <laughs> and I get up and I'm like dazed, confused, maybe a little concussed. And all the construction people are rolling. No one is offering any help. They're just rolling. I'm like, surely somebody got this on camera. So I wave and I walk my bike. <laughs> you limped your bike home. I walk my bike back home. And now I'm like, okay, anytime I'm going off road and I'm wearing a helmet. 
so that's so we funny. found a new hobby. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm done biking now. Temporarily. Uh, so, and then this year for a shared activity is you really expressed to me. I saw in working out with my children that I got close to them, like sharing that activity with them. I got close to them. And you express and saw that, and it's like I want you to work out with me. Like yeah, we're no fighting over us to be a children thing. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so um, we started working out together, and that has yeah. been a big boost yes. of our marriage, yeah. and in a weird, funny way. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's one of those things of like so much of our part is our so much of our lives are are lived surprisingly alone we're like we're at work and we see all these things at work and our partner doesn't see them are they're working at this job i'm working at this one and we're both filtering these things um and that type of thing and so you can catch up on it but it's different when you when you're sharing the same thing like remember that time we were bicycling together it creates it creates a deeper memory in that type of thing and so i think even something as simple as working out can create intimacy because it's like that was a hard workout today it's like yeah it was we did it and you're able to talk (laughs) about it and share and it's something that you enjoyed and had together which is powerful because i feel like when you're connecting over something your heart is open also at the same time so it it really does open your heart to enjoy that thing together yes Not to minimize that. Indeed. Number 11, do you complain to your friends about your spouse? Do you vent to them? Is there frequent um, conversation about what they're doing wrong? If it, is, if it is the case, you're addressing the wrong audience. Oh. Mercy. Wait, will you read that again? If that is the case, you're addressing the wrong audience. Meaning, like, you shouldn't be telling yeah. your, your friends your spouse's fault. Like, talk to your spouse about it. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, this is not something that you should just, you know, blast You also your shouldn't have with. friends that would let you yes, blast without, your spouse. Yes, without pointing you back towards yeah. Scripture and pointing yeah. you back towards what you complain about you lose grace for. Yeah. What you're unthankful yeah. for, you're in danger of losing. Yes. Mic drop. That's what he just did. What you complain about, yep. you'll lose grace for. Yeah. What you're unthankful for, you're in danger of losing. Yes. Goodness. And out of that, I think um, it's it's easy when we go through tough times to talk about it, mm-hmm. and we want sympathy, we want feedback, we want people to see our side, we want people to agree with us, mm-hmm. uh, we want people to tell us we're right. Um, we want, we want to be validated. Mm -hmm. And so that when we go through a tough time or there is a disagreement in marriage, it's like, I want my buddies or my friends to come and see my side and join up with my point, but it's not bringing any resolution and it's certainly not bringing greater intimacy with my spouse. Like it is, it is feeding resentment, resentment. feeding resentment. And yeah, I mean, Get that frustration out there in the open with all your friends. I I hope that's good enough because it's not going to heal anything. It's only going to air your dirty laundry or your spouse's dirty laundry. And I hope that that's good enough for you because that is what the only thing that will come from it. Now, there's sometimes where maybe you have something that you need help with counsel 
And if you go to counsel yes. with something totally different, it's but that's a good counseling thing. is not validation. No, counseling no. is to bring health help. and to yeah. bring back togetherness and to yes. bring resolution. Absolutely. But I have, I think I could hook everyone I've ever talked to up to a lie detector and say, have I ever said anything ugly about my husband? Because I, I would only want the very best for you. Well, and, but, and I think that goes back to the point of oftentimes we don't feel comfortable in the context of marriage talking about what yeah. is wrong in a healthy way. And if you have that and you're able to resolve that, there's no it's need true. to talk and tell everybody else yeah. what's, what's wrong or what's not happening. Yeah. So once again, this is not like don't go to a mother or father or a pastor or a friend and be like, I'm facing blank. What yeah. do I do? Like, no, we need wise counsel. But wise counsel is always leading us back to, to resolution. What this is talking about is like, don't go bashing your spouse to yeah. everybody. Like, yes. your spouse should not be the butt of a joke. Yeah. Uh, your spouse should not be the, um, the, the topic of conversation about how, how big of an idiot he is or yeah. how irresponsible she is or like any of these types of things. It will feed resentment in your heart. And I'm never more like the devil than when I'm accusing and when I'm, I'm coming and bringing out someone's flaws and failures. And I'm never more like Christ when I'm covering them. Yes. Um, and, and when I'm, I'm having a spirit of mercy and love and compassion. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's just wise to, to stay away from yeah. um, any type of bashing of the spouse, yeah. belittling yeah. of the spouse. Well, even in scripture where it, it points out the difference in Noah's sons, the sons who went out and exposed his sin, the, the, who went out and exposed where Noah slipped and fell short of perfection. And then it commends and sets the example for us that the son who walked in backwards and covered Noah, covered mm -hmm. him in what wasn't his best moment. It's like, be that guy. Mm -hmm. Be that person that even if your spouse, which my spouse is near perfect uh, but even when your spouse might not have been at their best that is the most perfect time to have grace and mercy and go in and cover that very thing yep for sure point number 12 and this one is seems to me a little repetitive so we don't have to maybe major on it because i think we even just kind of hit it a little bit of it just then but 12 are there subjects you just don't talk about um, if you can't talk freely, that's a recipe for isolation. Mm. Um, I'm not suggesting blunt confrontation. It means honing our ability for emotional attunement, not mind reading, but paying close attention, sensing when something's up, and knowing when to probe a subject a little deeper or leave it alone. Um, having that where the, like there's, there's nothing off limits, but I'll have enough emotional intelligence to read when to talk about this, how to go about talking about it, yeah. all of those kinds of things. But, yeah. but coming where it's like I'm being open and honest about the issues, yeah. about my desires, about what I need, mm -hmm. and that we're, we're, we're giving that to each other. Yeah. And I just think it simply summed up as your approach when having the conversations big or small it's what one what is your heart behind it and two 
you can say the same thing, but it mean two different things. And it, a lot of it has to do with your tone of voice. How do you come into yeah. subjects you talk about? Is it from a place of anger or is it from a place of, hey, we need to get on the same page here? Like, And I think that's come into a place of humility yeah. as well. Well, and this is something that I've learned in marriage. And like when I have an issue, I don't want to come to being like, I've got an issue. Right. And like come and, um, and fight over my point. Right. What I want to fight for is connection. Yes. Resolve. And well, and, and, and to have intimacy with you. And so yeah. for me to be like, hey, you need to fix this immediately mm-hmm. is going to put up a wall, <laughs> defensive, yeah, and right. then like, okay, you want to talk about something we need to fix? Let me tell you what you need to fix. But if you come <laughs> yeah. and say, hey, I've noticed there's something coming between me and you. Mm-hmm. And this is an issue that I feel like is blocking the intimacy I want to share with you. Can we talk about it? And it could be later or maybe not, but like at someday, like, yeah, let's talk about it. And if I approach the issue from like this issue, the reason why I want to talk about it is not to blame you or not to accuse you or not to tell you that you're doing something wrong. I want to talk about this issue because I want great intimacy with you. And I feel like that this thing is, is becoming something that is blocking that. Mm -hmm. And so let's let's talk about it. Yeah. And to kind of wade into that yeah. of like when you do blank, it makes me feel blank. Yeah. When when this is happening here, it makes me sense this way, and I don't want to feel this way because I want intimacy with you. Yeah. So like when you have conversations like that, and you learn communication like that, that I care more about the the relationship than I do about the issue. Yeah. I'm going to fight more for togetherness than I am going to fight for my point. Right. Like, I'm not fighting for my point. If yeah. you're fighting for your point, you are literally... Losing in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> losing the relationship. Yeah. Stop fighting for your point and fight for the relationship. Yeah. And your spouse will feel the difference. Yes. And as soon as they feel that difference, that God instinct in them to be a helpmate kicks oh, in. that's good. And they'll see, oh, I can help you with this. Yes, mm-hmm. let me help. And that type mm-hmm. of thing. Instead of like, you're accusing me of all this. Like, mm-hmm. think about all this stuff you do. Right. That kind of thing. One thing, and I, I know we need to close, but uh, in a marriage series we did together, a marriage message years ago, you said, all right, so everyone says you're right, but no one's talking to yeah, you no anymore. no one likes you. Yeah. Did <laughs> you proved you your win? point, Did and you no win? one wants to be in the room with you. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy yeah. that victory. Yeah. Oh, so good. Enjoy being lonely. Oh, yes. On that note, <laughs> I love talking about this subject with you. Let's do it more often. You're my favorite human. Oh, you're my favorite human. Mm. Oh, we should so get together good. and have children. We name them Avery and Boston event. <laughs> when, whenever we are like on on the same wavelength, like we'll say the same exact thing at the same time. It's like oh, we should get married and have three kids, Avery, Boston, and Ben. So good. Well, we love you guys. It has been a joy to do coffee time with you. Until next time. Until next time. Bye bye.